Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group, this time with a roundtable on our community partner, National Women's Veterans United, the NWVU. August is National Wellness Month. Today is Saturday, August 12th, 2023. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claymore, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions, of course, who's not with us today. So see us on WVUN.com. Won't be live streaming on YouTube or Facebook today, but we'll be back there shortly. And our partner is with us, Rochelle Crump. She's a U.S. Army veteran, founder and president of National Women's Veterans United. And we're going to talk about unjust and biased rules and regulations that hurt military women veteran organizations in the state of Illinois particularly, and particularly the Veteran Service Organization State Charter Act, otherwise known as the Public Act 103-0405. How are you guys doing today? Hi, Sean. We're doing okay. A uh, little disappointed we didn't get a chance to get that media today to get it out further but we're so happy to be here the same difference you know what i'm saying to be able to tell the public exactly what's going on because people just don't know so what do you mean by they didn't get they trying to get the media what happened well you know what the billigans had a uh, had their parade today and we know that's huge you know and we know that you know they consider that to be the biggest parade in the country mm-hmm. and of course you know the media were there. There was other things going on the day, too. I don't know if you heard they were shooting at the VA hospital, you know, things like that going on today. So we missed an opportunity, in other words, to be able to have media there so that the, it could have hit the news tonight. And that's what we were looking for, because tomorrow is the Veterans Day at the state fair. And we know that the governor and legislators would be down there, you know, uh, and he'll be talking about those bills that he actually signed. And one of them will be that uh, the legislation in which we just noticed. Mm-hmm. So what does this bill do? So what this uh, bill does is harmful to our organization, the National Women Veterans United, and solely because we are the only women veterans on the the process on the Veterans Assistance Commission Committee. Oh, let's back up for and one second. Been, before, you, before you go there, we're talking about a bill or a law? We're talking about the law that's actually We're talking about in. a law. Okay. It mm-hmm. has been, it's effective, I mean, the 1st of January in 2024. Okay. However, it's public act, and you noted that earlier, coming on 103-0405. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it removes us pretty much from the table where we've been sitting for 10 years being a delegate and alternate for women veterans to speak and to help others to talk about the issues for women veterans and all veterans, you know, because our voice is not just for uh, women veterans, it's for all veterans. However, it impacts us as a woman veterans organization, because what we have to do now is to remove our seat to be a gauge or associated with the Congressional Chartered Veteran Organizations, the American Legion, DAV, VFW. Now, why it doesn't make sense? 
We served in the same military as they did. We wore the same uniforms as they did. We took the same oath of office as they did. We created the organization for women because we were not welcomed in those organizations for a long time. They always wanted us to go into their auxiliary. And so we started our own organization because we wanted to be able to have things for women veterans, a safe environment, making sure that, you know, if they were overcome when they came home, that they would be come, uh, came home from deployment or even just getting out of the military uh, that they would have a place to go where they would get, get information, where they would have someone to talk to, where we can actually vet them and get them in with someone who could help them without them running around in circles trying to figure out which way to go or which way is left or right. And we've done that. We're the only women veterans organization in the state of Illinois with a facility such as that. And not only, as you know, we named it after one of the uh, heroes. We'll call her a hero because she lost her life on behalf of this nation. And so with that being said, we should not have to be associated with any organization other than the one that we have created. We are a not-for-profit organization. Well, back, back up for one second. We so are tell, explain, explain that part of it. So that's, I think, the part that the audience doesn't quite understand. So you have... There is a there's a committee that you're that you're a part of. Does, does, does that yes. Right? Okay. So that's we are about a committee. The, so explain about that. Talk and about that talk, committee about the 29 organizations okay. and stuff like that. And then what great. Happened. 39. 39. Okay. I'm going to talk about that, and this is just for the Cook County area. Now there's other areas also in different counties, but we're talking about here in Chicago land, if you will, in Cook County. Okay. So with that being said, we're on that committee. We are an organization that has a right to be at the table. And at the table means that all of those organizations, because the other 38 are male-dominated, they're all males. They have one other female on there. I believe she's an alternate, but you never see the alternate because the delegates are always at the table. What is what is the and committee? So Tell us what the committee is. The committee pretty much is to uh, ensure that the that the um, well, I'm still so shook up about everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, spoil, back that up and the explain. Veterans like Assistance Commission mm-hmm. is a organization itself. Actually, they were a not for profit organization, mm-hmm. and within the last year, it has uh, gone on two years. It has now changed where it's more along the side of the Cook County organization, mm-hmm. if you will. So that the Cook County, County provides funding. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The right. Cook County Veterans Assistance Commission is provided funding. These are taxpayer dollars mm-hmm. for them to be able to assist veterans, mm-hmm. male, female, and family. Right. And you are on that committee. So we have... Yes. National Veterans, National Women of Veterans United. And now they're talking about kicking you off the committee. That's what it sounds like. They're talking about taking us off the committee because we will have to go now and register as a state chartered organization. Well, according to the Secretary of State's office, we are already registered in Illinois. And it, it indicates in their public information that the Articles of Incorporation is a legal document Mm -hmm. through which a corporation forms and that 
you are sometimes referred to as the charter. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to figure out why do we have to do anything other than what is already done within the Secretary of State's office, because they have all of these regulations also, which vetted us into being not only just a business, but also one in good standing, because that's the only way you can get a good standing certificate. If you're registered, have those articles of incorporation, and also, you know, you do this every year mm-hmm. to assert that, you know, you have a uh, organization, you have members there, you have, you know, that you have uh, a purpose for charitable reasons and right. purpose. And, and so we do all of that. In that state. So the, the it, legal the charter is that in year. the state of Illinois. Right. So you file That's your correct. charter. All right. So you have a, you have, and you can go onto yeah. the secretary of state's website and you can look up any organization, any charitable organization. It'll say if it's in good yep. standing or not. And you can see if it's a, it's a, if it's a real five, one C three operating in the state of Illinois. And if, and if it's actually legally able to do so, to be a charity in the state of that Illinois. That is correct. That is correct. And so why we need to, uh, be associated with another organization that has nothing to do with our organization and we have nothing to do with their organization. And they haven't even really clarified what they mean when they say you have to. And this is like verbatim from uh, the from the law, from public act, is that we have to uh, have a paid membership of at least 15 individuals and be associated with a congressional chartered organization. So and so we're saying, be. well, oh, so you, ha- you have to be. So you have to be affiliated with some kind of national organization in order to be part of. Yeah, this exactly. New com- is it now, a new committee they're forming? You, pardon me? Is it a new committee that you're trying to form? That's the part I'm, I guess I'm confused about because it's, no. it's the same. So the same Cook County committee is now saying in order to be on that committee, you got to be associated with a national organization. Yes. In order for us to have a seat, to have a voice, a voting voice. We have to have this state charter registered through the attorney general's office as a state charter. When we already have done that through the secretary of state, which is also the Illinois secretary of state. And so with that being said, what do they mean by associated with them? The only way you can be associated with them is to be a member. Well, why would we want to be a member of them? And we already have organization which we are representing. And in addition to that, a lot of women don't want to uh, be a member of those organizations because they're male-dominated. So many of our women have been, you know, mistreated, unjustified, you know, being a woman veteran in, in so many ways of not being able to get into those organizations, uh, also dealing with the military sexual trauma, all of those things that they don't want to do with those males, all of them. Because most of the places have bars and, you know, we've always been, you know, having to go there for some reason or the other. We've done programs and things with them. I mean, they're not all bad, but let's just say that there are some that are bad because their intention is not about the uh, veterans in period, you know, period. They have, you know, bars and and do things that we don't do per se. So when I read the law, what I you interpreted it as is that they were had they had a distinction between state chartered um, corporations or state chartered charities versus or veteran service organizations versus nationally or congressionally chartered organizations because the VA the VA has a list of organizations on their website that are nationally recognized that they don't necessarily endorse per se but they have them they're just they're they're just acknowledged if you will as national organizations they have they're in good standing. 
So they so yeah, but they're here have, in Illinois. Right. So they're but, doing work in Illinois. We're right. doing work in Illinois. Right. But then, so I, well, and I we are the under the Secretary of State. Of State, though, right. we are already vetted in through the Secretary of State's office. Right. But I, what I interpreted the what the way the language was is that those national organizations automatically get a free pass, which is which is which, is, which is, happens often in a lot of business organizations. So they can go to any they can go to Illinois at least, and then they submit their their uh, congressional paperwork, and then bam, it's accepted, or they're already they're they're walk right in, and they're already on the committee, or they're already you know recognized as being an, an organization legally operating in Illinois. Versus someone who's local, but it is unjust to do so when we already are a chartered order organization per se via the Secretary of State's office. In addition, we don't need to be associated with another organization for any reason, okay. none whatsoever. But I don't. And I didn't get that, that part. That, where, but that's the part I don't get. So where do you see? Where did you see where you have to be associated with a national organization to be part of the committee? It's with. It's in the bill. Okay, I didn't see that part. So that's, that's like I said. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, it's I number read it. one. Number one A, section fifteen, mm-hmm. state charter requirements to qualify for the state charter status. A veteran service organization must have a form been formed by and for veterans have a board where a majority of its members are veterans and have annual expenditures that demonstrate that a majority of the organization's expenses reflect support for veterans or B, have a paid membership of at least 15 individuals and B, associated with a congressionally chartered organization. Right, but that's the or part. Now, either one of both of those are are. Really, you know, they're biased in so many ways. Number mm-hmm. one is they don't give us any funding. So why would our expenditures have to be proven that we are giving money to the community? And they don't have to do that. They don't have to do that. So there are organizations con- congressionally chartered who basically have 15 members and they probably only registered them because they needed 15 members in order to have a charter. They don't have expenses because they don't do anything. That would be another thing. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to call them out, but we're well, going to we, point it out if we, we can, have but to. We, but, we, they're, but these, if they're, they're, if they're businesses, they don't have, they don't have privacy. So corporations yeah, don't have, they don't have privacy. So they, so yeah. call them and out, just, um, let them, let us know who yeah. those organizations are. Yes. And so I want them for, I know for sure. was <laughs> Well, it's the daily uh, chapter. And basically, they haven't been, they don't have funds. They don't do that work. That's not what they do. I know when I first went into the AMVETS, I went into the AMVETS because they were giving out free memberships, trying to build up their, their organization. Mm. And they do that when members come home from service, too. They'll pay their membership. So it's not like you going in there willingly. You going in there because they're giving you a free ride. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, in addition to that, they've only had the one woman in national to be a commander. Now they just got one in the um, DAB, and we want to congratulate the, the the lady, and we're glad that they're finally making some progress. But just look at this: over a century. You have one woman, okay, over a century. I'm still not happy about it because I don't think it's anything to clap about. It shouldn't have taken them that long to understand that women have served this country too. 
Okay. Now, not only do we have to do those things that are not, you know, necessarily um, the same as the other organization is telling us that now we have to, and we have the money to do it. That's what we do in our organization is we help veterans in the community, women veterans. So those things are not a problem for us. It's just that we should not be mandated to have to do those things and they don't have to do anything. Mm I have also, a serious issue with large with with uh, what's conceived as a national organization that might be operating, particularly for veterans. It doesn't actually do anything for veterans. No, not at all. And then who's vetting them? How do we know that they have a they're in good standing? We don't know because there's no sanctions for them to find out. So everyone should be known. Here's a case a case right here. Colorado American Legion Charter suspended. Now, this was just on August the 9th. Now, if they were our so K so much, the person who we would have to be associated with, then they're suspended. We'd be suspended, too. Because they would have been the ones who basically they're our Sponsor, should we call them a sponsor? And then keeping in mind that these are organizations that are paid memberships. So what are they doing? Recruiting for those organizations so that they can have members in their organization by making us have to affiliate with them? So you're the only way that we can affiliate with them is that we basically become a member of them. And then that's not right because we can't become a member on a, a membership uh, way is because they have a delegate already. We wouldn't be the delegate. They already have a delegate. So That's order, how they get on the organization. So this particular group, the Colorado group you're talking about, they were suspended because of what? They were suspended more than likely, and I did see uh, bits and pieces of it. It's probably the finances. Somebody who's been in their finances, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I can almost vouch that it is because I saw a lot of it. But the one that I'm looking at right now, it only is the one that this was the first one I think that went out indicating that they had their charter has been canceled Hmm. for a year. And they did uh, audits and things like that. But that's not the only one. Was this There's a another one in rec- Joliet. Was this a correction yes. recognized charter? So they so they had their stuff American suspended. Legion. American yeah. Legion. Okay. Yeah. And here's another one in Joliet. Same thing with this one. Now, this one was a couple, a, hub- a husband, a wife, a girlfriend, a, and a, a boyfriend or something. The same thing with them. Hmm. Charged with stealing from American Legion writers. They had their money. There's another one. Now, that one is uh, with, that one in Joliet. There's one in Cincinnati. Same thing. That leads us to 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 more questions because the American Legion as a national organization is one thing, but then the local houses or local charters or chapters, I should say, around the country are different different things. So which? But those are the ones that are at the table. Right. Those are the ones that are at the table. Right. And they don't have to be in good standing. So who's vetting, who's vetting them in? Right. No one is vetting them in. Now I see what the problem so is. So everybody should be doing the same type of registration into the attorney general's office where they are actually reporting that they are in good standing with that certificate every year. We Got should it. all be doing the same thing because that's what we're doing when we sit at that table. Got we're it. doing the same thing. This is America's Heroes Group. Rochelle, thanks for your time. Thank you. We'll be right back.
Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.